How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi right here on Toronto's Talk Radio, AM 640. And it is festival season right here in Toronto right now. TIFF is happening. JFL 42 is returning. Uh, So today on the show, we're going completely into festival mode. Uh, First up, we're going to hear from our old friend Melissa DeMarco about there with Melissa DeMarco. She's on the red carpet at TIFF this week. And we're going to hear from a couple of the acts appearing at this year's JFL 42. So we talked to Jen Kirkman on the line from LA. And then a little later on, we'll have Gina Yashere on the phone with us as well. To start things off, we have Melissa DeMarco standing by on the phone for us. She is live right now on the red carpet at TIFF. She's at a press junket for Cedric the Entertainer, who's in town plugging a new film. We're going to go to Melissa DeMarco right now. Hey, Melissa, how's it going? Hi, James. And so you're out hitting the red carpet. It's festival season in Toronto. It's TIFF. We got JFL 42 coming up. Where are you at right now? What are you doing today? I'm actually at a secret location interviewing Cedric the Entertainer. All right, perfect. So what's, uh, what, what is Cedric here in town plugging right now? Uh, well, he's got a movie at the festival, um, and we're going to be talking about his movie here at the festival. And um, it stars also Ethan Hawke. And uh, so, yeah, so that's what it's all about. It's like I'm going crazy. I have no sleep. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going on empty. Yeah, you you get right in there in festival season. That's a regular thing for you. What sort of stuff have you been taking in so far this year? Because your schedule gets pretty chaotic. Yeah, so we have a studio on location. And so we bring the guests into our studio, but we're also doing all the red carpet. So this year it's been uh, Jim Carrey, which we all love, uh, George Clooney. Uh, we had an interview with him. And then uh, Dominic Cooper uh, is going to be in studio so it's like back to back, and I think I've seen too many movies. I'm confusing them right now, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and Jim Carrey, of course, he's been giving some pretty interesting interviews this year between TIFF, and he, of course, uh, pretty famously returned to the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal, which ties in with what we're talking about. Do uh, do you have a favorite TIFF moment so far this year? I know you kind of take in 90% of it. so. Well, uh, yeah, so my favorite TIFF moment it's all a big blur, and then it'll come back to me when I play back the footage. <laughs> but it was it was pretty great when uh, Jim Carrey came on the show and really understands it's fun, it's being out there, it's all about comedy. So that was very special for me personally. And it's always great to have George Clooney on the show because he's like not only fan favorite, but he loves hanging with us. He's been on the show several times. So it's that personal connection that I really, really love. So those are the fun moments for me. And, you know, there's a few people that just kind of walk right by, but we love that on our show, too. Yeah, you like that. You guys embrace the chaos over there at Out That's There. That's right. Sure. And, you know, and Sandra knows best that, you know, there's always going to be, like, things that go wrong. Uh, and we love that because you got to own it, right? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> we, we embrace that. Yeah, that's kind of the flavor of your show, for sure. That's what you're you're known for. Uh, what do you think, people tuning in this week, uh, what's the must-see thing happening at TIFF this year, would you say, Melissa? Uh, the must-see things are the after parties, uh, but no, unfortunately no cameras can, can attend. So yeah. if you're asking about the movies, uh, uh, Shape of Water obviously is a movie getting a lot of buzz. Uh, definitely something that was really cool is The Disaster Artist, uh, starring James Franco, part of this year is Midnight Madness. And this year, Midnight Madness, I mean, every year it's really cool, but I really love it this year. They've got just a, a real interesting bag of tricks and 
people and things. So it's, uh, this year's pretty cool. So I, I would say if you're into those kind of, um, out of the box type of movies, I check out James Franco, the disaster artist. If you're into mainstream, maybe getting some Oscar buzz would be, um, you know, uh, Del Toro's, um, Shape of Water. Yeah, for sure. And actually for those listeners who don't know, so, um, Disaster Artist is where James Franco plays really a cult sensation, Tommy Wiseau, who did that movie, The Room, uh, which is maybe the best worst movie of all time. It's one of the most quoted things. Uh, So definitely worth checking that out to see what kind of a campy spin James Franco puts on that, because there's no way, you know, he's not going to play that one deadpan. That's for sure. Exactly. Okay, here's the thing. Really exciting right now. I I have to go because... uh, Cedric is waiting for me. Yeah. So we're getting the wrap up from uh, from him. So, <laughs> so I have to go back in there. Is there anything else? No, nope, we'll leave you to it. Uh, and everybody can check out this year's TIFF coverage, of course, on Out There with Melissa DeMarco. Thank you so much, Melissa. Yes, thank you for having me on your show. And uh, guys, get out there, enjoy the festival. Stay tuned with us. It's at Melissa DeMarco. And uh, thanks for everything and Inside Jokes. All right. Thank you. Talk later, Melissa. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks again, Melissa. And so up next, we're going to get into JFL 42 returning this September to Toronto. Uh, Check out JFL42.com. So first up, we're going to have a call with Jen Kirkman, one of the 42 acts returning to Toronto. We'll be right back on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> so we're on the line with Jen Kirkman, who's going to be appearing at this year's JFL 42 here in Toronto. Uh, a lot of audiences will probably recognize Jen the most from her 2015 Netflix special, I'm Going to Die Alone and I Feel Fine. Uh, and then, of course, this year's new special, Just Keep Living. I want to put the question mark in the end. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, Jen, like, Obviously, a lot of audiences have seen you live. Uh, audiences here in Canada, you're you're constantly touring all over the place. People have seen you on Chelsea lately. Uh, but I did want to ask, first off, how much of a wider audience do you think the Netflix specials have exposed you to? It seems like Netflix has sort of opened up the game quite a bit in stand-up and, and made it have sort of a boom period again. Yeah, I've definitely been exposed to way, well, way more people. Um because of Netflix and because it's just on 24 hours a day. So I could be sitting in a bathtub going, I wonder if someone's discovering me right now. (laughs) It's just (laughs) always happening. And definitely it's brought life to my international um, audience. Like I usually tour Australia and London and stuff like that, but more people are coming on board. So it's kind of a perfect, perfect wave because I got through being on Chelsea lately and then here comes Netflix. So we're adding more people to the mix of knowing me. But yeah, I think, you know, I just did four tour dates on the West Coast here, uh, Vancouver included. And uh, yeah, I always ask my audience, how many of you have ever seen me, never seen me before? And it was a lot. So uh, new people are coming, which by the way, I don't know where the old ones are going. I'm like, (laughs) wait, where are the, uh, (laughs) I don't want you guys to relay. I want it to keep building. But yeah, 100% 100% Netflix. Well, have you noticed, and I, because we've been talking about a lot, this a lot lately here in Canada, it seems like stand-up has sort of become 
a popular thing to go and see live again and it's sort of hit this peak period again right now here in Canada because of Netflix specials and because of the rise of you know podcasts and stuff like that how much do you think it's changed the comedy landscape in the US because obviously you guys have such a more massive market for it and a huge infrastructure for it do you think it's changed a lot because of that I don't know I would have no real I don't know honestly I'm so not um I, I got to tell you, I, I know this is boring to answer. I, I really don't know. I just seems like there's a lot of comedy going on. Well, you know what? You know, the, the, everyone talks about the comedy boom of the 80s yeah. and how too many people were doing comedy. And so there was the, the uh, bust of the 90s. And I keep waiting. When's it going to all go away? There's too much comedy. There's too many comedians. And then now I'm realizing, well, no, I guess you're right. Because of things like Netflix, you can have your own little niche. And you can have enough people to make a living off of touring with them for them. And that's it. It's not like everybody's watching the same comedians over and over. So there might not be a bust this time. It might be just, you know, pick your own comedian that speaks to you and stick with them for life. Yeah, I feel like it's a good way to to just stumble on comedians that you might not have discovered otherwise because you're not just happening out to live stand-up shows necessarily. And then people are coming out to festivals like JFL 42 after the fact. Um, I saw you last year or sort of the year before in... uh, Montreal just for laughs and of course you're here in Toronto this September I wanted to ask have you ever noticed anything different about Canadian audiences versus of course touring around the US yep um, <laughs> Vancouver the weirdest audiences ever okay they are chatty like they okay I just did Vancouver I come out on stage I have a music stand because I'm holding I put some things on it like notes my, my phone so I can see what time it is this guy yells out that's like a music stand you'd have if you were uh, in a high school band. I'm like, yep, thank you, sir. And like someone else just yells out, we're a socialist country. I'm like, yes, I'm familiar. Like, and then they don't laugh that loud. Like they loved the show, but they don't, they're like British people. They yeah. laugh quieter and they never like ride the wave. It's like they laugh, next joke, laugh. They never just like, you know, and then after the show, they'll be like, that was amazing. Like you could have laughed louder. Um, I feel like my favorite Canadian, well, and Toronto is always great. Um, I don't even usually just feel like I'm anywhere. But, you know, I can tell I'm in a different country sometimes. Once I get on stage, I usually can't tell where I am. Like, I did a gig in New Zealand once, and I forgot I was not in America. Like, that's yeah. how I feel in Toronto, kind of. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's other little pockets of Canada where I can tell they just are more polite. And I don't even know if they think it's rude to laugh loud. It's true, yeah. I think audiences in Toronto, for whatever reason, maybe because this is sort of our stand-up hub here in Canada, audiences here are just, I don't want to say trained for for live stand-up more, but it's just sort of more comedy purists here. There's a lot more people coming out to shows. There's a lot more variety of things going on. Um, Of course, the festival, JFL 42 now. Before I saw you live uh, and, and saw your specials, I think the first thing I ever saw you on, actually, was, of course, Drunk History. Yeah. Uh, which you've done five times over, I think. I wanted Thank to ask you. Thank you for knowing that, yes. Right? And it's it's one of my favorite things ever. I love, love, love drunk history. I wanted to ask you, just out of curiosity, I don't know how much you could say, but how much of that is actually sort of laid out beforehand, obviously before you guys get totally smashed and just start the cameras rolling? <laughs> well, you know, I've been doing it for so long, like, my first time doing it, it was just a little YouTube show. But once it started getting, like, you know, on 
Comedy Central, so now you have a team of researchers, you have people to help with things. Um, they'll send you some story ideas that they think would suit your personality. So you pick from five historical events. And then that's really it. They'll say, like, okay, our research team will send you, like, a little, you know, maybe if there was, like, a little History Channel clip about said thing or a couple, like, important things from Wikipedia or whatever. And then you really do have to learn it. But what they want to concentrate on is not so much facts. I mean, they want facts, but they want something that would make a good scene that they can, you know, put, like, animate with the, the actors, you know? Yeah. So, it, you know, I have a lot of people that go, I could do drunk history. I majored in history, and I know all these dates. I'm like, well, that would be boring. But if you're saying, like, this is the day that Lincoln got shot, like, of course you want to act that out. So they know that by getting people this drunk – that we will get what we know wrong anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I always show up with note cards, like, okay, I just don't want to forget that senator's name. And Derek was like, it doesn't matter. Like, get it wrong, or if you insist on getting it right, you can record it, and we'll put it in as a voiceover. Like, just, <laughs> well, we, they just want the pure emotion. That's all they want. Yeah, that's completely the fun of it. More with Jen Kirkman coming up right after the break. You're listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. Welcome back, and we have Jen Kirkman on the line still for JFL 42. Uh, I did want to ask you, without without getting too serious, but I feel like, you know, as a Canadian interviewer, it's something I have to ask. What What's the climate like right now for a stand-up working in the U.S.? Obviously, uh, you know, people always talk about the importance of of satire and comedy and, and, you know, you guys have an interesting, let's say political situation going on there right now. Do you feel more responsibility right now as a comic to sort of address a lot of the things happening on stage or is comedy more important as escapism right now? Do you think it's all sort of too much? Yeah. Well, after he won, I was like, (laughs) there should be no comedy anymore. (laughs) I don't want to be part of the machine that makes people escape. I had no idea that this would just, America would change 100%. I mean, there's no time to escape. People are constantly checking the news about what he's done or is he going to get kicked out or who's, you know, whose rights are getting trampled on today. So we're all pretty awake. And comedy has been a great escape for some people, which I now don't feel guilty being a part of. Um, unfortunately, I mean, you know, like I was in New York on 9-11. I was doing comedy during Hurricane Katrina. I mean, there's always something horrible going on. And I cannot adjust my comedy to each thing. My comedy is always first and foremost about me and personal, uh, with the intention of people will relate to it, because I know I'm not a unique individual in that way. So um, I feel like maybe my little, in my little corner of comedy, like my responsibility is to not be quiet about how it made me feel when I felt that this really brought to light how many people don't want a woman to be president. And so that's my little corner. I talk about that and how it felt as a woman to just see my dreams shatter. And so I don't think I have a responsibility for it, but I feel like there's people that are like, would you please talk about that? It would be very healing. So I talk about that without any fear, but I don't do it because I think people want me to. It's just really what I want to talk about. And then the feedback has been encouraging But I actually, with this particular president, 
the more you mock him, like the more unsettled he gets. And I think it's good to yeah. continually mock him. Although I just don't normally do political comedy. So like, I'm not really talking about him, but Twitter, any, any other place I do comedy. Yes. I think people should constantly mock him. Like that's, we are actually using comedians, uh, to do what they're for in society, like mock the king. So I think it's good. Yeah, I think that's totally true. Even people who aren't necessarily political on stage, you're, of course, you know, very autobiographical, longer form stand-up. But, but for comics to actually just comment on the culture around them and the society that's happening around them, and, of course, that's the ripple effect that's happening right now. Um, speaking of which, uh, before we let you go, uh, just for some audiences coming out to JFL 42 this year, people who have seen your specials, people who have listened to your albums, uh, people who have maybe seen you live before, what, what can people expect out of your show this September here in Toronto? Um, well, kind of what I talked about, like I do this story about what I did on election night once I realized he was going to be president, which was put up my Christmas tree and change the channel and watch Hallmark Channel uh, Christmas movie. <laughs> and then I talk about like trying to find peace throughout the year by doing really things that didn't work, like seeing different like shaman healers and going to a silent retreat. It's just about me trying to find any sense of peace and comfort from things in my personal life to things to the political. Um, I think it's audiences have been digging it so far. And uh, I got, I, I always draw a blank when people ask me what I talk about. It's everything, like just everything that went on for me this year personal and political and so there'll be a little from every category and um i i think people will like it especially right. if they want to know i don't know i guess people are tired of america but th there's one more american coming to tell you about how she feels <laughs> about her country <laughs> that's what we want we want all the viewpoints all right jen kirkman thank you so much and you can, of course, catch Jen this September at JFL 42 here in Toronto. And make sure you check out JenKirkman.com and check out her specials on Netflix, too. Thanks a lot for coming on the show today. Of course. Thank you. Thanks again to Jen Kirkman. And don't forget to hit up JFL42.com and check her out when she's here live in Toronto. Uh, up next, we're going to go to Gina Yashere, also returning to the city this September for the festival. You're listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM640. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. All right, you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on AM640, and we're back with another JFL42 edition. Right now, we have another one of the 42 comics appearing in Toronto this September. Uh, audiences might recognize her from HBO's Crashing, Comedy Central's At Midnight, The Tonight Show, and of course, more recently on The Daily Show, Gina Yashere. I actually met you here in Toronto a couple of years ago. You were in town judging the roast battles for the, the Dark Comedy Festival. And it oh, was, yes, that was a fun festival. Yeah, so it was me. I was up against the uh, the Man Mountain, K. Trevor Wilson from here in Canada. Oh, yeah, he was great. Yeah, I remember that. You were both fantastic. That was a fun night. Yeah, that was a good night. It's David and Goliath, and Goliath won, won that night, of course. But you've you've appeared, <laughs> uh, you've been here in Toronto before at JFL 42. You've, of course, appeared uh, just for laughs in Montreal. Uh, and one of the first things I wanted to, to ask from you is because Coming up in the UK, and of course you're now based in the US, you live and work in the US, and you tour 
worldwide constantly you tour a lot in asia so you have access to a, a wide array of audiences uh in your career yes and is there anything particularly different that you've ever noticed about canadian audiences that stands out to you uh, the main difference between Canadian audience and the regular American audience, I feel like the Canadian audiences are, feel like a little bit more travelled. Um, so the American audience is very insular. A lot of them don't really leave America, but I feel like Canadians have got a much wider world view. And so it's, it's great performance because I don't have to explain my jokes as much because you guys just get it instinctively. Yeah. So that's the main difference. We're, we're just a little bit more worldly. I think, it, well, I think Americans, and I mean, that's for sure for us as Canadians, it's sort of a cliche thing that maybe we we see it this way. But to us, it's always like, well, you know, Americans are sort of fixated on what happens in America and anything outside of the walls of America is sort of less consequential to them. But because we're sort of dwarfed yeah. by, you know, both the U.S. and the U.K., we're sort of the middle child of both. So I think we do sort of quietly take in everything around us and maybe maybe that's why we're i think that's a lot why we're maybe more modest and sort of quiet and keep to ourselves as well um but i did want and i did want to ask you as well because you know you as a comedian you have sort of a, a rich tapestry a rich background because coming up in the uk and now living in the u.s both of those countries have such a long rich history of comedy and both very distinct flavors and voices in comedy so for you starting out or even when you first knew you wanted to be a comedian who were your earlier influences was there a lot of u.s in there was there more uk who who were you listening to and watching early on well the funniest thing is i wasn't i i didn't have a childhood dream to become a comedian you know it was never people always told me i was funny but i didn't realize that you could actually make a living from it so I see the odd comedian on TV. And I go, oh, yeah, that's funny. But I was never a big fan of comedy. I didn't have any influences because I never really watched comedy. I fell into it really by accident. And when I got into comedy, I watched my peers. But I never, I, I'm not one of those comedians with an encyclopedic knowledge of comedy. Because once I started doing it, I didn't want to be influenced by anybody else. So I didn't really watch a lot because I didn't want any of it to creep into what I did. So... Yeah, and I have a good appreciation of a lot of comedians that work today, but I, yeah, I never really had any influence in that way because I, I never planned to be a comedian. So it just sort of happened organically? It happened organically, and once I started doing it, and, and I've got a very short attention span, I'm not one for sitting and watching hours of stand-up comedy. It's just not my thing. When I'm in a club, I watch, I love to watch my peers working, but... I'm not going to go home and, and watch stand-up. When I'm not doing stand-up, I'm not doing stand-up. I like to do other things. But yeah, I didn't want to be influenced by anybody else. That was the main reason. Because, you know, working, and when I first started out, you hear comedians talking out. He, he modeled himself on Bill Hicks. He modeled himself on this person. So I didn't want any of that to creep into my stand-up. So I always made a point of not watching too much. Yeah, I completely understand that. It's sort of that whole thing about, you know, take not taking your work home with you. More with Gina Yashere as soon as we come back from our break. You're listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. 
Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Pants optional. You're listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640, and we have more right now with Jeannie Asheray for JFL 42. Um, I also wanted... I wanted to talk about uh, you know you're you're now the the British correspondent for the Daily Show, um, and obviously yeah. the political climate in the in the U.S. is pretty tumultuous right now, and there is sort of this yeah. you know really sinister ripple effect that's happening worldwide. All this strange like you know old school nationalism that's coming up to the surface again and all this really strange ripple effect that i feel a lot of it did come from you know unfortunately donald trump being elected so for you being involved with a comedy show that is so politically skewed and such really such a mouthpiece for actual news for viewers uh how important do you think it is for comedy to act as a tool for satire right now like is it more important for comics to be more outspoken than ever or do you think we need just as much escapism right now I think we need a good balance of both. Um, the great thing about the Daily Show is that's what its remit is. It's giving news and, a, uh, and truth, basically, because the Trump administration is just nothing but lies and propaganda and xenophobia and racism and misogyny. So you need a show like the Daily Show and all the other shows, uh, you know, Colbert and stuff to counteract that. So you need that. But not all comedy has to be that. Uh, when you come and see me live, I make one reference to Trump in my entire set. Yeah. Because I'm like, sometimes people want to just escape. You know, you're bombarded with Trump every day. Every day, it's like, oh, God, what has he done now? What has he said now? What's happening now? Is he going to get us all killed? Is he going to destroy? So sometimes you just want to come out and just have a laugh and, and, and escape that reality of what the, the president is. So, yes, you do need good political satire and comedy, but if everybody was doing it, it would become tedious very quickly. Yeah, I think so too. I think, and especially with, you know, let's face it, Donald Trump is, a, is such a cartoon character of a person. It's it's a lot different than, you know, before Obama when we had George W. in office. A lot of comedians felt this responsibility, especially late night hosts, to constantly harp on what was going on in the world because it seemed very urgent and very serious. And it certainly is with Trump, but it feels like he he's hard to take seriously as a person. Even though he's doing these things, you can't take him seriously as an authority figure or as a person in office because it's just too too impossible to wrap your mind around. He doesn't seem to have that ability to be that figure of authority. And I think a lot of comedians are maybe just sick of treading on that old, you know, beating that horse to death when it's like, well, comedy should be like stepping into a darkened movie theater and just sort of escaping the world for a couple of hours sometimes, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just need that escape. And, you know, it just, because he's so, it's just so much that he's doing and it's just, it's tiring. They're becoming overdosed on on slump and foolishness. So, yeah, sometimes you just want to go, you know what, I don't want to hear about Trump today. I just want to have a good time and forget that this world is going to, I don't know if I can swear on your show, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally true. I think it's helped a lot of people wean off of social media too lately because you just get sick of logging yeah. into Facebook and seeing your, a full timeline of Trump and you just go, well, I'm going to go out and actually live life for a little bit again. Um, I did want to ask you well, as well. Uh, as a comic who, you know, again, you, you get to tour worldwide quite often. You you cover a lot of 
geography. Do you have a particular favorite place that you like to return to and perform, or do you just sort of like bouncing around and taking it all in? Obviously, you have your roots in New York now, but... Um, I love particularly doing Malaysia, uh, Kuala Lumpur. It's now got two purpose-built comedy clubs, and, um, you know, they love comedy in Malaysia. Who would have thought? And these are Malaysian. It's not like a lot of countries I go to with expats, so it's American, Brits, Canadians, Australians living abroad. But abroad, but in Malaysia, it's Malaysian audiences and expat audiences come together to go to comedy. They love comedy. They've got their own comedy scene. In Asia, there's a huge scene growing. There's a, a crop of Malaysian comedians doing really well. There's uh, comedians in China now. There's comedians in Singapore. There's a whole comedy scene uh, in, in Singapore, so I love going back there. And because they're so new to it, they're very open and they love coming to the shows. And, and I sit down with the comedians afterwards and, and, and talk to them about how, you know, the construction of a joke and how they, you know, how they see themselves. So that's great. So I, it's always fun going back to Asia, Malaysia in particular. Yeah, actually, it's interesting. We, we've heard that from a lot of people lately who have been out, you know, touring Asia and stuff like that. It, it seems like comedy has become so much more global now. And I guess, you know, with the advent of Netflix and people are doing web series and online specials and all this stuff, it's sort of you're just throwing everything out there for as wide of an audience as possible. And so there's all these new stand-up scenes popping up in every corner of the world right now. Yeah, the internet has opened up the globe. It's fantastic. Uh, so yeah. for our audience yeah. here in Toronto, uh, where are you performing uh, when you return for JFL 42 this September? Uh, you know what? I have because <laughs> I have no idea what theater I'm performing. I'm just like, yeah, I'm coming out to Toronto. <laughs> you just laugh. I perform on a street corner if, if, if that was the case because I love Toronto that much. But yeah, I'll be there. I'll be at the festival. I have no idea what theater I'm in. Uh, but I'll be there. <laughs> well, <laughs> just look up on the Just a Laugh website and, and see where I'm at, and come and see me. Yeah, we'll just tell people to go to uh, to jfl42.com, and we'll we'll throw up the venue that you're in for everybody as well. Yeah. Uh, and what's the best place for people yeah. to check out some of your work right now? Well, uh, you can go on my website, ginayashere.com. I've got loads of clips on there, and my list of all my shows I'm going to be. At um, Instagram, Gina Yashray, Twitter, Gina Yashray, Facebook, Gina Yashray. I keep it very simple. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Gina, and uh, we'll see you coming up in a few weeks right here in Toronto. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Gina Yashray for joining us on the show. Uh, check out GinaYashray.com, and of course, you can catch her this September as one of the 42 acts at JFL 42, and you can see her on The Daily Show as the British correspondent. And we'll be right back with more Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Hey you, I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today is a trend for renters. It might be a good time to buy. 
Good rental properties are scarce and rents are on the rise, but the mortgage rates remain low. And with the recent downtick in the market, some of the home prices are leveling off. So now may be a good time to at least investigate the buy versus rent calculation and start building your own equity versus paying down someone else's mortgage. Call or email me with any questions. Call Holly at HGP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now back to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. So we're back on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio, AM 640 with my friend Jackie Pirico, who audiences here in Toronto might know best as a member of the comedy collective Laugh Sabbath. Uh, she's, of course, a stand-up originating from Montreal. Uh, Jackie, you're doing you're you're doing a bit of a different show on JFL 42 this year, right? Yeah, I'm doing a feminist live read of the the film Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Oh, you're doing Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion? Yeah, and so, I haven't seen it in so long. I'm like, oh no, do I have to do homework for this? Well, what's the homework though? You just like Netflix that movie and that's Possibly. it? Possibly, yeah. Maybe the easiest homework imaginable. <laughs> that's not bad. So that's like you. So you sort of you started stand up in Montreal, right? I did, yes. So that is, of course, the home of the original festival, the Just for Laughs festival. That's probably the biggest comedy festival in the world and so the toronto festival kicked off in 2012 and it's sort of evolved over the last few years where it's looking a bit more like the montreal festival like now we have workshops and we have panels and we have like the comedy pro stuff happening here it is still different because the montreal festival uh we've talked about this on the show a lot before the montreal festival sort of swallows up the whole city right yes like, it's like this big, never-ending party. Like, the whole downtown is closed down. The whole city is involved. Here in Toronto, it's kind of a more... Like, spread out. Yeah, like, you Yeah, you don't really know it's happening unless you're actually <laughs> going to the festival. Like, you'll see some things on the subway and billboards somewhere, and that's about it. Like, you just go to all these different venues. Uh, but now we are doing all of these different interactive panels and workshops and stuff. So, just to, like, explain to the listeners a little bit... What is uh, Feminist Live Reads all about this year? What's what's that show all about? Well, I guess, you know what, I've never done it, but they do do it. Um, I think it is a, a show on its own that I think has been kind of absorbed into the JFL 42 canon because I know they do it at the Royal Theater. Right. And I think they've done like the craft and like all these great kind of campy movies. And from what I understand, I wish I was more of an ambassador of this show. I wish I knew more about it. But from what I understand, they kind of um, do these readings through a different lens, I think, and kind of, um, you know, dissect the the script or the film from, from like a, a feminist standpoint and kind of perhaps point out the holes or point out the merits or the flaws of it from from a, from uh, the point of view of feminism. Yeah. So I think that it's going to be rich with material for Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh, no kidding. That'll be <laughs> so much stuff to riff off of. Yeah. And I think that's like, I think that's what's unique about uh, the Toronto Festival, about JFL 42, is that because it's sort of, you have to be looking for a lot of these shows, it really does attract just sort of comedy purists you're right you know there's yeah they don't just get swept into it like yeah they have to actively it's like active comedy watching and not not passive comedy watching yeah so i think it's one of those things where the audiences you get at these shows especially something as as specific and as niche as that 
format wise, like you're you're going to get audiences that are there that are completely into it and you just kind of can engage with them more directly. Yeah. I'm excited. And I'm also opening for Sarah Hennessy. She's one of the forty two, so I'm opening for her on the twenty ninth at Comedy Bar. Nice. Um in the main space. So that should be fun. And Sarah's my my good best pal, so I'm very, very excited to do that with her. Your good best pal. Well and of yeah. course uh Toronto audiences who don't already know uh, they can catch you and Sarah both on Thursdays at Laugh Sabbath at Comedy Bar, which has sort of like a rotating. There's like a different show every week that different members of. Can I call? Would you guys call yourselves a troupe? What would you be called? I, I guess they, they we it would be a collective. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess it's not it's all sketch. It's kind of hard to pin down, but I would say collective because it sounds cooler. It does sound cooler than than troop, right? <laughs> like I don't feel like I never wanted to call like kids in the hall a troop. Yeah, I guess what would you call them? I don't, what would you call them? A gang, a comedy gang. Yeah, a gang, a hard <laughs> yeah, gang. That's what you and say. <laughs> so you're opening for Sarah Hennessy at JFL 42 and uh, Jackie. Where's what? What else? Where else can people listening find your stuff? Just just you, just Jackie Pirico. Oh, just me. Oh, yeah. uh, well, um, I guess. Well, you know what? Um, I, I like to put a lot of uh, content about cats and, and cat matters and stuff on Instagram. Yeah. So if they wanted to follow me on Instagram, I don't know. I get, I'm not trying to brag here, but people really like my stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. They like my pet stories and my and I, I found these falcons that live up in the Sheridan Center. Yeah. So I'm just really diving in deep with these falcons and it's kind of like almost like a kind of like a journalistic dive into the lives of these falcons. But other than that, <laughs> they can follow me on Twitter. They can um, mostly at Comedy Bar and shows coming up like that. I'm at the Drake on the, on the, I think the 19th um, next week. I'm at the Drake Underground. So just all over Toronto, wherever I can. All over Toronto, wherever you can. And of course, catch Jackie at Feminist Live Reads and opening up with her friend Sarah Hennessy at JFL42. Hit up JFL42.com. Thank you so much, Jackie. Thank you, Dean. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye for now. Bye. Hi, it's Techie Tom, and it's time for your weekly listings. Toronto's comedy festival, JFL 42, returns to the city September 21st to 30th. Check out JFL42.com for the full list of 42 acts from across North America. And don't miss our next edition of Punchlines in the Paint. Saturday, September 23rd at In the Paint, downtown Toronto at Richmond and Spadina. Featuring this month's headliner, Martha Chavez. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times, or our TV show The Frantics, Four in the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast, and start downloading the best of frantic times. Boot to the head! To the head! And now for your comedy RX, this week featuring Jackie Pirico. When I was little, uh, my, my parents sent me to sleepaway camp. Right around here, actually. It was in Eden Mills. It was called Camp Edgewood. Doesn't that sound made up a little? <laughs> Isn't that name so perfect, Camp Edgewood? It sounds not true, but it was. It is. Camp Edgewood. No, it would have been an even more perfect name for that camp. It would have been Camp, haha, I got you, it's church a bit. <laughs> that would have been more on the nose. 
another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks again, Dean Young, Techie Tom, and our intern, Courtney, for all the help. And you can check me out on Instagram or Twitter at Sandra underscore Carusi or on Facebook, Santa Cruz Official. And uh, check us out on social media for the show at Inside Joke 640. We welcome your feedback. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Santa Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.